about vulnerability and mm-hmm. vulnerability is just about being human and just remembering that everybody else that you're around are all, <laughs> all right. human. So it's like, it's weird to me to hear somebody say, oh my gosh, I can't that. how brave of you or, you know, I wish I could be that, that, you know, that open and brave. And then I go, feels really weird to hear that sometimes. But then I remember I've been, you know, I've been in that place. And I think now I, my mind shift has changed so much just by remembering that everybody, everybody's human. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo. And every episode, we get into what has made our guests vulnerable and how they've learned how to own their awkward in order to live their best life. Stay tuned so you can hear every awkward moment in today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I am just feeling really good about bringing an amazing person full of light and energy to you today, my friend, Ann Neville. Ann, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am excellent getting to chat with you. Just, you know, it's a great way to start the day and and you bring so much sunshine into the world and positivity and just good vibes. So I'm in a good place. So Anne, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to tell the world what you do in a little bit and we're going to pick on you about what your awkward is. But first, I I like to just ask all my guests, what's the most positive thing that you see going on right now in the world? Oh gosh, most positive thing I see going on in the world. Interestingly, this is kind of weird, you know, I maybe because I tend to look at things from a positive perspective. Um, I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of positives come out of uh, the pandemic, um, out of COVID and the connectedness um, that came from it. Um, I think I've seen it in so many different so many different ways and so many different places that people, I think, you know, even even doing what we're doing right now and having a conversation and, and uh, being on Zoom, I didn't do that with my family members. Like, right. you know, isn't it weird? Like, I, I was yeah. doing it with colleagues, but I didn't think to do it with family members. And, you know, I know there's things like, you know, FaceTime came or came before that, but even 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 then, like I just wasn't really thinking about like having these kinds of connected calls with with more people. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I I was doing it before, and I felt like I feel like people felt the need to do it and get more connected because we just kind of we slowed we slowed down and had that opportunity to do that. So I guess I guess that's what I would say. I, I do feel that we're all more ironically. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think I think that's really <laughs> insightful because I I feel like. Before the pandemic, we used the technology out of necessity and in the way of, you know, if I if I have to have a Zoom meeting, that's what I have to do because that's how we're going to connect for business. But I, same way, I didn't, I wouldn't have had a Zoom call with family who I wouldn't see as often. And there's no reason why I couldn't have Zoomed with somebody who was out of the geography just to stay connected. Or even if they're just an hour away where it's like, oh, we're not going to get to see each other for a month. Let's at least get on a yeah. video call. Yeah, I love that. And and that's so true that uh, there is, you know, whether you call it a silver lining or the, the things that come out of the challenges that we face, but that's why we have to face the challenges, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's I I love the the feeling of connectedness, which reminds me, we just met being connected at Encounter 360. Shout out to Dennis Patoko for putting that together. Um, Absolutely. That awesome. was a, an amazing chance to actually meet somebody in person who we've talked a little bit off and on. We've had a couple of video chats and to actually be in the same room where you're like, oh, wait, this is this is really a real person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And I don't know about you, but uh, being at events that are in person have actually re-engaged my online presence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it definitely does. It's kind of a cycle, mm -hmm. it's kind of an interesting cycle. And it, and it does, it creates a little bit, again, back to that connected piece. It, yeah, it, it like, it brings, it makes you more connected. Like you connect, you have that opportunity to, you know, be together in person. And then it, it makes that connection online, even with you. Definitely. I, I love that theme of connectedness. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that. Uh, but let's dive right into it. And Anne, I got to know, what's your awkward thing? What is that thing that you have had to own in order to be this amazing person you are? So, okay. So it's interesting because I don't know if I would have been able to identify this and say it out and talk about it out loud if it weren't for someone um kind of soliciting quirk, like she used the word quirk, which also like is awkward, you know, what is, right. what is that thing that makes you a little bit different? And when I offered up to her what I thought my thing was, because I was like, wow, somebody asked this and I think I want to share this, was growing up, there's a couple of different things and I shared more of it. I'll share more of it with you today because one of them was, um, growing up poor mm. and I didn't think that that was necessarily an awkward or or quirk or made me weird or anything it make me right. I didn't necessarily think that made me awkward um and then you know in addition to that I my dad was incarcerated um so that's something I don't say out loud a lot sure. um and <laughs> and that was part of the whole cycle. My mom was raising four kids by herself um, yeah. because that happened and then they got divorced and, you know, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a long time, just a lot of messiness and mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, my mom worked really hard to raise four kids and still we struggled a lot. Um, and I think that, you know, as a kid, it made it really awkward because I, I didn't know, you know, it made me feel awkward at school. I, you know, got, often got my clothes or hand-me-downs from my mom would get um, like bags of clothes from people at work. Um, and that was how we got our clothes often. I mean, we did get to go. My mom worked um, for, she worked for basically a large department store. I'm just not kind of, I don't know why I don't want to say it, but she did. She worked kind of, but she worked in the warehouse. Okay. So that was the other piece. Yeah. My mom worked in the warehouse. Um, and we, because of that, we got to go shopping at this place and we got discounts and things like that. So we did get some things from there. So I don't want to make it sound like it was always, but a lot of my clothes, I also got, I'm the youngest. So I got a lot of hand-me-downs. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> yep. and you know, my mom, because she worked in a warehouse, she wasn't doing what a lot of my friends' moms were doing. 
and mm-hmm. you know she would come we were also always very active so that's something I'm very thankful for we were always very active but my mom would come with in a work uniform she might be a little dirty or whatever um and try not to get sad my mom is not with us now and it makes me sad to think that I was ever embarrassed or felt awkward um because of that but I did and you know obviously I never talked about my dad other than the fact that he wasn't around um that's only happened in a couple of the last couple of years but um but yeah just that general place of just feeling like you know maybe I don't fit in because I don't have you know the really nice clothes and we didn't have a whole lot I did still have a lot of friends but I was always really uncomfortable with that piece of it and then I think as I grew up you know, it kind of led into the workplace too, like people sharing experiences about going to summer camp or going on all these family vacations or a country club or different right. things that I didn't have experience with. And I thought that, you know, as a, as an adult and as a professional that, you know, I'm supposed to like kind of try to fit in. So uh, it wasn't until really recently that I started realizing that you know, that's kind of my my awkward that I felt like I tried to hide as a kid um, and as an adult and as a professional that maybe people don't think about um, yeah. still comes up, still comes yeah. up very regularly. And I do think it's helped now that I've shared it. Um, I will say, can I share that? Am yeah. I saying way too much? Or can I no, you're there. Like, I've got questions. I'm, I'm going to come back at you with, but don't, don't hold because back. it, because it, it then tied into a lot of things. So this is, the book that I ended up being a character in because I started sharing that story that I thought wasn't wasn't nearly important. This is me. Oh, um, and it's, I thought. And as you've got quirks, I, can you just tell us the name of the book for people who aren't watching? Because oh, some people. Oh, yeah. They, oh, sorry. Sorry. You've got quirks and you're wonderful is what it's called. By I Kristen love that. Sherry. So Kristen, after we had a conversation, I even said to her, I'm like, I don't know if this is really going to qualify for, you know, being a part of your story that you're creating. But she said, no, I love that story. And I definitely want to share it. And so it then made me realize, you know, I I, I think that, um, yeah, it made me realize it was something important that I needed to share and just being a part of that book. Um, and then got me to sharing my story with my colleagues and realized that it's okay, <laughs> that I'm not awkward, that maybe other people have those same experiences. And, you know, and, and even in the story, it, it, it does talk about, you know, sharing what your awkward is and letting, letting kids know that they're wonderful. And that was the lesson for me was that I internalized a lot of that as a kid and maybe even as an adult and had to eventually acknowledge that I don't own those things and it's not who I am and that my mom was really hardworking and I actually learned that from her and she treated people with respect and she was kind and I grew up to apparently be a pretty kind, hardworking uh, um, person and yeah. not acknowledge that people like me that way. So, um, yeah. I, I love that. There's, there are so many thoughts going through my head right now about your <laughs> journey, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sort sort them out uh, on the air and 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 think through where to start because I think that that is such a beautiful place that you've gotten to with being being able to acknowledge it. And a couple things that came to mind while you were sharing that was number one, how strong your mom was, and and I wonder like, did you? Um, 
did that develop your work ethic to see how your mom had to kind of keep life together for four kids and work? How did that play into the, the, you know, the boundaries and levels and goals that you've set for yourself? Yeah, it, it absolutely, absolutely has played into who I am and the, the work ethic that I have. And, um, and so that's the part where, like I said, you know, I was trying not to get sad because at the time I didn't see it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, my mom was, you know, like, doesn't work like my other friends' moms work or even their dads. And like, I hear yeah. all these great stories about what their parents did. And um, I didn't realize at the time what a great opportunity I had to, you know, to gain that work, work ethic from her. I definitely work very hard. I also don't have a lot of... Uh, maybe sympathy for, for, for things because I have such a strong, strong feelings about it. At the yeah. same time, I do, I, I'm absolutely able to, you know, I'm someone who supports colleagues in the concept of trying to, you know, have, have a life outside of work. I won't say the, the phrase that I don't know is necessarily true, work-life balance. I don't know that it's aesthetic, but the idea, I don't work constantly either. And I do accept, you know, acknowledge that there's life outside of work. And I'm a very hard worker and I'm very driven. And I now realize, oh my gosh, how in the world did my mom raise four kids? Like I can, you know, at, at times in my life, I'm so mad <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm even like, how do I take care of myself? And I'm <laughs> doing okay. How did my mom, as yeah. you know, someone working in a warehouse, how in the world did she make all of that work? And it was, you know, a lot of sacrifice by all means. And like I said, we didn't always have everything, but I never felt like I let it out. Mm. So um, that's also another really important thing that I learned is that you can, you can make a lot of things work and a lot of things, you know, which is why I guess I didn't talk about it a lot. Was it wasn't always evident. I did still, I was mm. never without just maybe doing things a little differently. Right. Now, I'm curious, was there something that made you, led you to actually start speaking out and sharing that? Um, you know, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, like I said, that, you know, the, the book was kind of, kind of started it. And then um, I'll say there's a few things. The book then hearing someone say one time, so if there's going to be another word besides awkward, weird, someone used the phrase, um, your, your weird is how you come to serve others. Mm, yeah. And it really resonated with me. And I thought, huh, yes, I need to be using that because yeah. I am a helper. I am a giver. And I feel that strong need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I often do. And interestingly, some of my volunteerism is very related to where I came from. Sure. It comes full circle. It's, and so it just was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I actually, um, I'm actually on the board for a nonprofit called Assisting Families of Inmates. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, but not like consciously, like these things just, just came full circle. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> so. Funny how that, that Yeah, it was that. And then. And, um, and then I think just in general, like it being uh, something that's happening in the 
working world where it's more acceptable and like you know just talking about sure. diversity equity and inclusion belonging you know mental mental health awareness like all of these things like we're tra- we're starting to pay we're starting to pay more attention to people as humans and mm-hmm. and and um so that kind of opened the door too for me to be able to feel comfortable talking with with my colleagues i think yeah i i, I think that's uh a great I, I love that quote about like your weird is is the empowering thing essentially that gives people power because you know for for when i when i'm working with people about their awkward thing i'm constantly talking about your insecurity is your superpower and in the past i feel like there was a, a focus and a concentration on being invincible and showing up and not letting anybody see any weakness at all it's actually the opposite is true. When people see all the great things you have done with challenges, it, it shows how much stronger you are because it's like, wait, Anne's made it through this. This didn't get her down. This didn't hold her back. She's invincible. Like, holy crap. Like if, <laughs> if, if I never saw you with a challenge, it would be like, oh, sure. Of course. You know, you've, you haven't had to work your muscles. How strong is that? Yeah. Right. Right. That's a really good point. I yeah. like that. I, I, um, I heard one time, and this just really stuck with me, and I don't know the climbing facts, so someone on the internet is going to prove me wrong, but I, I do know that um, you know Mount Everest being the tallest mountain in the world, uh, Denali is actually a higher, um, a bigger mountain in height because okay. it starts at sea level and elevates. So uh. you have to make a bigger climb to climb Denali if you're going from, from ground level up. And so, you know, you look at people where it's like, oh, sure. Well, if you start here, that's that's great. And it looks good. You got that medal. But what if you're starting with even bigger challenges? It even becomes more impressive. So when you see people who have the classic rags to riches story or, you know, I think this is why when we watch, um, I think this is why people really relate to the the show, TV shows like America's Got Talent or American Idol, where they're showing the backstory and then we want to root for that person that had these struggles because it's like, oh, I want them to win. And when I watch the show, I'm like, I don't want the backstory. I just want to see the talent. <laughs> yeah. But it does endear you to the person when you know what they've gone through to get to where they are. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, though, because I, as I was hearing you say that, I know something else I, you know, something else I struggled with is I didn't want people to feel sympathetic for me. Mm, I didn't yeah. want people to feel sorry for me. I think that's also another big reason why I don't all I don't always share all of these because I'm not going to say I'm over this <laughs> not by any means I just yeah. like got a little bit nervous saying what I did to you at the beginning because I don't I still don't say all of these things because I don't want anybody to be like oh you know that's something I've acknowledged I, I had a really rough year this last year with losing important people in my life and mm-hmm. I didn't want to necessarily share that initially but then i realized it helps other people too um so i do think again back to the like right yeah it's a weird place to be because you don't want i don't i don't necessarily want somebody to be how you know or like oh my gosh i feel so bad for you but it's also an important part of my journey yeah we want people to see our value because of our true value and our talents and not like no one wants a pity vote you know, I don't, right. I don't want you to <laughs> hire me because that's just patronizing. And then that has the opposite effect yeah. of, well, yeah. so if I don't have something bad happen in my life, then I d- I'm not going to get 
support or help or business. Like, how about just you like me and you want to support me? So cool. Yeah. But I think that we can help each other and we can help others mm -hmm. by showing, especially like we were just talking, you know, at the very beginning, we're talking about positivity and seeing the silver lining. Right. So I, my hope is that it helps people to be able to, to do that instead of saying, oh, COVID just ruined everything for me. And oh, right. woe is me. Maybe they can look at it if I share like things that happened to me and where I am now and the positivity <laughs> that mm -hmm. I have and the, the good things that I took out of it can maybe help them right. to realize that like it's not all. Yeah. And I'm a big fan and we believe what we're told and we believe what we tell ourselves. And if we keep saying, oh, COVID did this to me, COVID did that to me, I'm living in this space where I am choosing to stay a victim to this thing that's out of my control. And if I change that dialogue in my head and say, well, I learned this from COVID or I, you know, COVID maybe changed the direction, but these are the things that I did from that. I used the time to do A, B, and C. And maybe it was as simple as take a much needed break from the rat race and recharge my batteries or find a new hobby. Like there's value in that. It doesn't have to be, you know, I started a new business and launched five patents and trademarks and, and whatever, mm -hmm. which some people did. And that's great. But maybe right. you just needed to step out of, out of things and recenter yourself. And that can help you emerge in a, in a beautiful way. So, so, uh, so I am curious how have you noticed since you have started sharing, how has that changed things for you in your life and relationships and forward movement? You know, it, I don't know about you, but it, it makes things really easy. Mm. I mean, if you can think about, yeah, you think about, oh man, I got to cover this, you know, 24, yeah. you know, 24 hours a day, every day, you know, every day. I've got to pretend to be something else and I've got to be careful I don't say that or, you know, I feel like hopefully people are able to just kind of, you know, I I feel better. I feel freer. I feel like I'm me. I feel like I'm able to be myself and I'm able to just say, you know, this is, this is what you got and this is why. I mean, I, I think too, you know, I think you get something special because I'm because I am me. Yeah. And if I'm not, then you're getting something you're getting something else. I, I don't know. It is it is it's it's interesting because I used to, you know, yeah, I used to think that that was a hindrance because I didn't have those those background that same background to bring forward. Instead now I'm just like, all right, you know, teach me like I, I remember even first work flight I was going on I and mean, just just all the things that like mm -hmm. I'm like oh I gotta act like I knew what I'm doing instead it's much easier to be like hey I have no idea yeah I not grow up in the country club and please tell me how this you know or, right. or whatever it is I mean that's an exaggeration probably but I it, it is really strange to be able to say okay this is this is really who you're getting um so they I think it helps everybody I think it helps them feel more comfortable too to know how to you know how to like communicate with people. Yeah, because if, if we show up putting on this facade that we know what we're doing and we know I'm I'm supposed to know how this works and then we're faking it, then it creates frustr frustration on the part of others because they've now have this expectation that you don't need any help or that you don't 
you know, that you know what is supposed to happen. And when all of a sudden it becomes, wait, Anne doesn't know that she has to take her shoes off at the airport or whatever. People are like, how do you not know that? I thought you knew this. And that's where the judgment comes in because the disconnect comes in on what you projected you understood versus what people expected from that. Absolutely. You know, the other thing it does, um, whether I have to share it or not, but it helps me to relate to other people who may be experience some of those same feelings and I may yeah. sense that they are or I don't sense it but I'm more open I'm more I'm more likely to assume that somebody may not know like those things I'm and I'm sure. like hey how yeah. about we share these things with them because maybe they don't know how to mm-hmm. do that because they don't have the same experiences that you have right you know, when you started mentioning that difference, you use the word easy. And I think that is such a simple, basic word that it gets overlooked. And it should be easy. Life should be easy in a lot of ways. Like when we're trying to be ourselves and do our things, it should be easy. It should be fun. And it doesn't mean we're never going to have a challenge. But I think we make it way harder than we need to by creating these obstacles for ourselves. And like you said, just take removing that all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I don't have to focus on all this pretending, I can just be me. <laughs> right. Who knew? Right. It, I know, exactly. It's like, if that doesn't work out, okay, that's all right. Um, it is funny, though. I mean, I, I do think of some, some of the things that like people have said to me thinking that, that they're upsetting, but I'm just like, whatever, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you get. And generally, it makes me, I mean, I've always been pretty transparent even even that kind of stuff like I I have always been curious and I've always asked questions mm-hmm. um but yeah I think anytime we're trying to kind of tamper down who we are is very uncomfortable and sure yeah, yeah. I as as you were telling that story about like maybe not knowing what the motions are or what to do I I thought of I, I've become a fan lately of just saying, I don't know what questions to ask. Because people say, oh, do you have any questions? Like, I don't even know that I know enough information to know where to start. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's like, well, what are the questions people are usually asking in this situation? Because <laughs> I wouldn't think that I need to do X, Y, and Z. And so uh, I think that that, you know, being able to just honestly say, I don't, I don't know not much in this area. This is new to me. And not have that then not relate that to us devaluing our whole selves as a person where it's like, okay, if I don't know about this one thing, that doesn't mean that I'm not an expert in 10 other areas or. Oh, but... okay. Heck yeah. I could tell you about a lot of interesting <laughs> things that you may not have come in, into, you know, may or not have come into your life uh, for whatever reason. That's where, yeah. Yeah. So how did that feel being in a book? Like you're a character in a book that, that had to, that had to just kind of was it was it like yeah. exciting was it nerve-wracking was it like oh gosh the whole world's gonna see everything now right isn't that crazy okay so that's the <laughs> <laughs> i get a little excited okay, so oh look there's your picture so for our, yeah. for our listeners you got to go watch the video because you can see Anne's page and actually you don't even have to watch the video just go buy the book there's a link in the in the description of the video you can buy a copy support Kristen and 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 learn more about Anne. yeah yeah, so it's, so yeah, so here's a really cool thing, um, social media, right? So Facebook, Facebook, you know, 
on Facebook lives all those people that I was childhood friends with <laughs> that didn't, you know, that I was so nervous around um, them knowing, you know, the, the, the popular girls and the yeah. boys, everybody. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't really, maybe they did know, maybe they were looking at me judging. I have no idea, but sometimes maybe I did. Uh, yes, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I did know at times. There were the mean girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those people are, you know, even some of the mean girls because I we grew up, you know, um, <laughs> and they're on my Facebook. And so that's the place, you know, where when I put that out there, it was, oh, gosh, all those people that I was friends with as kids are going to see this, yeah. you know, this story about me as a kid. My siblings, you know, also my siblings, what are they going to yeah. think and sharing our family story? I don't yeah, know. Are they ready and everything. for it to be shared? Yeah, it's, it's really short. It's a kid's story. It's sure. A kid's yeah. Story. So as you saw, that, that was the whole thing. That was two pages. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was my whole story. There's really amazing stories. I think you would really appreciate it. There's stories about different people, which is also why I thought my story didn't fit. I'm like, I don't know. I was sort of poor. Like <laughs> that was just it. I wasn't missing, you know, I wasn't missing limbs. I didn't have a stutter. I wasn't, um, yeah. you know, didn't have some discoloration of my skin or hair or whatever it might be that like were very, interestingly, those are, I guess maybe that's part of the difference in my story was it's not, ex- it wasn't necessarily external other than maybe you know, some of the clothes I wore or whatever. Yeah, it wouldn't be an obvious thing where people could pick you out of a lineup and say, well, this is what Anne's quirk is. We can see it. But then you don't get the benefit of people knowing, oh, she has this thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so there were a lot of those things. And like I said, the story is really short, basically saying, you know, that doesn't, you can still grow up and be, you know, a good, kind, successful person and you're pretty awesome the way you are, you know? Um, but still, I, I, I recommend people read it and share it with kids. It's great. Uh, there's a whole series of books about you've got skills, you've got uh, gifts, uh, um, personality, like all of those kinds of things for kids. Um, and but super cool to have a cartoon character. Of yeah, that part is really fun. And then, like I said, it is interesting. There's also, you know, I think. I don't know this for sure, but for example, some of those kids that I was, that I went to school with that had their own awkward were probably able to see it too. And I'm close to at least one of those people that I know and I remember in Mm -hmm. school, you know, how things were. And it probably even just made her a little more endeared to me, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I love that you mentioned that feeling of, having this now be out there in front of your your older group, your your group that was from back in the day. I, you know, we, we hear all this talk about find your tribe, create your community, and we do that, but it doesn't mean that we always completely leave behind other pockets and maybe our center core group that we're with now is, is more aligned in certain ways with where we're at or they know this part of our story and they know me now that I've come to terms with everything in life and I'm just, you know, <laughs> awesome and whatever. But I feel like when we step back into those other groups, you go to the reunion or you go to the family reunion or whatever it is, and then it's it's sometimes easy to revert to that, well, this is my role with this group of people. 
Uh, and yeah. It's a challenge to actually say, well, no, I'm, I'm actually not going to be nervous about that because this is who I am now. And if they can take it or leave it at this point in my yeah. life. But yeah. Did, yeah. So did you have, did you get, I'm just curious and you don't have to obviously share anything you don't want to, but I'm curious if you got feedback from anybody who knew you before you were just brilliantly okay with life and it was like, wow, and I like, that's a whole thing that I never even saw. Um, you know, sort of, not a lot, not mm -hmm. a lot. I would say, you know, I, I kind of, I think I kind of expected my siblings to be a little bit more weirded out. Uh -huh. sure. And they weren't, um, and, you know, I had, so I, I, if anything, I had some people just really seem like they really uh, maybe opened up to me more, okay. both in that case and in my professional life, where I had mm. people, you know, at, come to me and share their own stories. So I think it was more, it was more about that than I think there, there was a little bit. There definitely, I, I don't know. I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of things from probably from my childhood sure. <laughs> that uh that I I'm not yeah I don't know well and what I found in my experience and I don't know if this translates to everybody is that the supporters are way louder than the people who don't support the the people who don't support for the most part there may be a little vocalization or or some words up front or whatever but initially they pretty quickly just fade away or quietly you know, fade out of your life. And the people who are supportive actually really give the big hugs, have the embrace. It's like, wow, like it just mutes anything that you would deal with on the flip side. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, and I just remembered too, the one person and again, just, you know, I don't know, a happy moment from, from all that. And that just warms my heart is the one person that I know of from my childhood that was awkward and that was probably treated differently because of her awkward. Yeah. Um, she bought the book. Nice. Um, it's when I shared it. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool because we weren't super close back then. And I think that's one of the nice things, you know, there's a lot of, you know, pros and cons to social media and Facebook in general. And to me, some of the connections that have been, um, uh, made or rekindled whether it be family or friends or things like that um or what i have taken away from it and the kind of i guess the richness of things like that, that yeah can happen when you you know like i said people grew up and yeah and i'm like oh, i'm so glad i connected with her because mm -hmm. i remember i remember you know the, right the days in, in school yeah and and it's it's funny too how you can reconnect with somebody from that long ago. Not not I'm not dating. I just in my own head, it's a long time ago for me. Oh, long time ago. <laughs> and the uh, the memories that we each have that were pivotal memories, the, the stories that were a big deal. There's some that overlap, but there's so many where it's like, do you remember this thing that was such a that time we dug a big hole in the backyard and it was this big thing? And my mom was like, what'd you do? And I'm like. I'm trying to remember that and then I'll share something else. And they're like, did that really happen? It's like, were we in the yeah. same neighborhood? Were we in the same class? Did we even grow up in the same house? <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Did, yeah, speaking of which, did you do that? Because I totally did that with one of my girlfriends at her, at her parents' house. We were gonna we were gonna dig a pool. Yes, we did that across <laughs> the street at my what my best friend's 
and it was kind of like in her backyard, but a little bit more in the next door neighbor's yard. <laughs> Might have been the problem. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. And I think we were just digging <laughs> to see how far we could, like, we're going to hit lava, you know, like in our head, we had this, like, we're oh, digging so far, and it was probably, yeah. you know, 18 inches or something. <laughs> Yeah, but that childhood memories are, are really interesting. That's a whole other. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it just goes to show that, like, I, I love that you mentioned that your mom really made you not feel like you were without all the time, like that you still had a really good childhood and that, yeah. like, that, it, your childhood is about, is about those memories. It doesn't even have to be... Um, that you are taking fancy trips on spring break. And at the time it may feel like I'm not doing what other people are doing. This doesn't feel so good. But then when you look back on it later, you're like, Oh, I ran through the woods for hours on end. And these other kids could, weren't allowed to do that because they had to get on a plane, fly somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of good memories of doing exactly that. Making fun in the woods and lake and, yeah, I mean, it, just really quickly, one of the things that is a memory for me along those lines is, yes, we were poor. We were in, you know, a poor neighborhood. And so I, I think this kind of leads back to who I am today, too. I have a vision of we lived on the lake. We oh. were on we yeah. were on waterfront property. I mean, our street ended. Our street ended at a wow. big, and there was a big park. There was a big park where we would play, you know, Mm -hmm. football and baseball and whatever else out in that park and we had a dock and there was the lake and wow. you know somebody had a canoe that we would go out <laughs> on and so in my mind we had a great <laughs> we had a great place to live and a great opportunity to do and yeah but again those stories were never like those stories were always told in a certain you know i I grew up on the lake and uh, right. <laughs> I, they were told a little different, but they were how I thought. I mean, and, and when I think back on it, I'm like, what an opportunity that we had to have that. And all the kids in the neighborhood played out in that park and in the water and yeah, um, things that people, other people may not have had. So. I, I love that. Uh, my sister told me a story one time that she shared in a speaking event she was giving. And it's the story of two different two different young girls and and essentially at the end of the story it's the same her same childhood story but from two different perspectives mm. and one is this oh this poor kid like nothing's working out and the other one's like look at you know all this thing that was that was great and it really is like we can both have two stories and I almost need to call her and say please retell me that story because I can't <laughs> remember it and it was so beautiful the way she told it yeah. and and I know that I have times where I can relate to that. And I think we all have things where it's like, okay, what are the two different versions of our lives that we are both like remembering and telling ourselves and, and why not pick the better one if, if there's two options. But. So Anne, beautiful story, beautiful. I, I'm ha so happy to, I, I'm going to get that book in my hand and, and get a couple copies so I can give them to some of the kids in my life. But I would love to know um, how can we best support you? What do you have going on that you want the world to know about so that you can get some support out there with everything you're doing? Um, I would say a couple of things. You know, I talked in the beginning about connectedness, and I think that's really important to me in a lot of ways. 
I truly believe in connecting with people just like connected with you. Um, I enjoy connecting other people. I really enjoy doing that, um, which is you know kind of how I use my my LinkedIn. So um, my LinkedIn profile, I love connecting with other people and um, and helping them connect with others. I don't want anybody selling anything, but I do want <laughs> to connect with people truly. Um, I think everything that I've done in my career or professionally has always involved connecting somebody or someone, which also interestingly, after college, I worked with the uh, Department of Corrections and I connected inmates with their children. Uh, um, yeah. So I've done that. And then I've, over the last several years, I've been, um, and I, I, well, over the last several years, I've worked in the association space and connecting um, speakers with educational uh, activities. So I'm always interested in those opportunities to connect with other people that are in that space that are speaking or that are in the event organizing space. And because um, I do still feel like there's a really strong piece of that that's important to me to connect people and connect things right. um, that make sense. Um, and I also have... Um, an annual event that I've uh, been putting on for the last few years called the Sleepover that connects entrepreneurial women. Um, it's just a small retreat of about ten women. Uh, so that's again a whole other thing that I could get, <laughs> I could go into. Mm-hmm. But again, I guess going back to the childhood thing, it has a kind of a childhood, you know, sleepover component feeling to it, um, and gives these women an opportunity to connect with each other and learn from each other. Um, to support that their, their their businesses or their personal lives or whatever comes out of it. So again, back to the connection piece. I love do, being able to do that. So um, most of this information can be found through my LinkedIn profile. I would say that's probably the best way for people to connect with me at this time. If I have other uh, websites or anything else that would be helpful, it will either be there or will can be there at some point. Um, yeah. So I think that's really it. I'm I'm always happy and open to connecting with people and good people, you know, good oh. like like-minded people. Yeah, and that's that's how we ended up getting connected was being in you know great circles of people who are like, how do you not know Anne yet? And are, are you are you sure <laughs> you haven't met? <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's great, and I I I can really feel how much you value connection. Just you know, it was the first thing you led with it's your whole story talks about just being connected with people. And I, I feel like that, um, that comes through in what you do. Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's, it's, it's great when you see someone doing the thing that they love doing, because you really do see a change in their mannerisms, their face lights up their, you know, as soon as you say, Oh, well, what is it you're excited about? And also it's like, Oh, I get to talk <laughs> about this. Like, I, you know, it's not just another meeting of like, blah, 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 or I don't have to give right, support. Right. And right. I, I love seeing that spark in people where that shifts from the expectation of, oh, it's going to be another meeting or it's another meet and greet where you go through the, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. And what do you do? And you ask the same 10 questions, but then as soon as it's like, and tell me about connecting with people and what that means to you. And 
and yeah. why? Can why say, is it even important? Can I say something else really quickly that just yes. reminded me? That's another thing that carried over from my childhood to my adult life. I don't like to ask people what they do for a living because I dreaded that. Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't make the word. No, I, yeah. I agree. It's, it's something I've made a, a very purposeful point not to ask when I meet people. It, and I've, I still am working on different ways to get creative yeah. with being like, so I want to know. What are you passionate <laughs> about? What do you do in your free time? What, you know, what grabs your interest? And I keep trying to find different ways to ask that question. And inevitably, some people are just like, are you trying to ask what I do for a living? I'm like, no, I'm just curious. Like, what's your dream? What's your thing? Yeah, but I also am not do? trying to put you two on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's helpful to know. It just, it always, yeah, it's a, it's a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and it's, it's hard not to feel like people are asking in a way to figure out where to place you on the level of importance in their life, <laughs> which right. like to me, I, I really don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you work in a drive through or fry fries or clean the streets or are an executive. I care about what you're passionate about. And if you say, you know what, I do this thing and that's what pays the bills while I pursue this dream or make this life the best life I want, whether that's so that I can go live in the woods alone or so I can start a family and just have a house that I raise my kids in or because I want to travel everywhere. Like, I don't care what your thing is. I just want you to have a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Well, uh, and I... I'm just curious how you would challenge people to own their awkward before we go. Oh, how I would challenge them? You know, I mean, I think that's the the thing. And I think I mentioned this earlier that it's becoming more acceptable in the professional world, which is crazy because I think it all goes back to just being human. Mm -hmm. And we're all human. We're all getting along space as a bunch of humans and if you can remember that that's the case and that we're all humans and that we can treat each other as other humans there's all I I don't know I think that just really helps me put things into perspective and reminds me and it's crazy and you'll it, it feels weird and I hear weird things from people like oh my god I don't know how you could it's you know it's about vulnerability and Mm-hmm. vulnerability is just about being human and just remembering that everybody else that you're around are all, <laughs> all right. human so it's like it's weird to me to hear somebody say oh my gosh I can't that. how brave of you or you know I wish I could be that that you know that open and brave and then I go feels really weird to hear that sometimes but then I remember I've been you know I've been in that place and I think now I, my mind shift has changed so much to just by remembering that everybody, everybody's human. Right. I, and I love that you call out not just remembering that everybody else is, but also that we are ourselves, because it's sometimes a lot easier to give the grace to someone else when we see what they're going through. But then we turn around on ourselves. It's like, no, I'm, I shouldn't have a struggle. I shouldn't have this and that. And yet, yeah. you know, we're our biggest bully, I say all the time. It's, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, and there has just been so much to take in here. I absolutely love it. I always love catching up with you and you're doing such amazing things, connecting amazing people. And it's beautiful to hear your story. Uh, thank you very much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. and I enjoy sharing my awkward. I, I love it. Thank you so much. And everybody else, 
Be sure you go out there this week. And as always, own your awkward. Thank you so much for listening in for today's show. Be sure to visit awkwardcareer.com to continue your journey. And of course, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends so they can find their awkward side and learn how to own it. 